Do you ever study the Word of God and find it to be a little hard to relate to? Maybe it's a, like older or maybe it seems like it's talking about all of these old people that you're like, I don't know like how much that they really relate or what this is going through and how this applies in my life. If you've ever wondered how you can study the Word of God and find personal instruction, to find relevant practical truths that apply to your everyday life and everyday struggles that you're going through, then in this video, I'm going to be sharing with you three essential ways to make the Bible promises more personal to you in a powerful way that you can start applying these truths in your life in a way that you've probably never heard before. So in, uh, my name is Enoch Leffingwell and here at the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to Christ's service. If this is something that interests you, then I encourage you to subscribe and follow us on social so that you can get more messages just like this one. So what are these three essential ways? How can we make the, the Bible more personal in our everyday experience? First, I want to use this example that's a little bit about myself. When I was in grade school, I used to be fat. I was the second fattest kid of an elementary school of about a thousand students. And because of that, I was picked on a lot. I was bullied as kids, as uh, kids were, they were mean, they were ruthless. Been called almost every um, uh, unpleasant word that starts with the letter E, people making fun of my name. And um, I, to be honest, I started to develop this, this uh, belief that I do not want to be around people. I had started to associate people with pain. I would say I was very shy, very introverted. Um, and I was trying to avoid any social experiences that I could. I'd much rather uh, stick to myself. I wouldn't be very um, talkative in a crowd. I'd kind of just fall back and just observe because I didn't want to get involved, to be honest. I didn't have very many friends growing up in school and I just the social skills were just not there. Um, and so I resorted to playing a lot of video games and uh, checking out, disconnecting from other people because I realized that there was just a lot of that pain and insecurity that I felt around other people and a lot of social anxiety. And because of this, uh, I was seeking to find victory. And, and when I became a Christian at age 16, still in high school, then I had to deal with all these different things because I began to realize that my identity in Christ is different than my identity that I have believed for all these years. And that as a Christian, God is calling me to be able to share with others what God has shared with me. And I'm like, what? I have no social skills. I have nothing to offer. How am I ever going to be able to share with other people? And it's like, I have no skills to offer the cause of God. I wasted my life playing video games. Like, what do I do? So I'm going to share with you some of the Bible promises and the way that studying the Word of God in this manner has helped me to find victory with my social anxiety, with my, my overcoming the bullying and, and accepting this calling that God has placed upon my life today. I am the last person that you would ever expect to be in front talking to you and thousands of people online about the Word of Christ and the life of Jesus because of where I was in the beginning. But it all starts by under recognizing that there are only two types of beliefs in this world that make up your identity and who you are. I like to call these beliefs liberating. I mean, the first belief is limiting beliefs. <clears throat> limiting beliefs 
are based on scarcity. These are beliefs like I can't relate to others or I can't uh, talk or, or I don't know what to say. It's based on like, um, I don't have any experience. I've never done this before. I, I'm afraid to talk to others. It's based on fear. It's based on uh, not, never having enough or what I don't know or who I don't understand. And it just faced with a lot of like painful experiences. So the first belief is limiting beliefs that all often start with those types of phrases. And that's based on scarcity. The second belief is what I like to call liberating truths. Jesus said in John chapter eight, that ye shall know the truth and the truth will make you free and you'll be free indeed. So when you understand the liberating truths in God's word, they liberate, they set you free. The cords of iniquity, they just drop and they go away. So, but it's like, how do we make this truth and make it more personal in the specific area that I'm struggling with? This is like in this situation, I was struggling with uh, my social anxiety, my social relations. I realized that God was calling me to be an evangelist. God was calling me to share my faith with others. And I, I've never done that. And I don't know how to communicate with people. I've spent much of my life being selfish and pushing people away. So they would, so I wouldn't get hurt, but that didn't help me because now as a Christian, as a representative of Jesus, I need to learn how to bring people closer and, and start reflecting Christ's love and his self sacrificing love. And I'm like, this is something new. So what do I do? Uh, well, what we have to do is we have to start collecting and start being intentional with our devotions and looking in the word of God, not just surface reading just randomly, but being intentional and trying to find what are the liberating truths that can help me in this specific situation. And when we find them, Titus chapter three and verse eight, the Bible says, this is a faithful saying and the things that, and these things I will that thou what? Affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. So what we see here is that there are these faithful sayings in God's word, these faith inspiring, liberating truths that God wants us to affirm constantly, affirm daily. And the only way that we're gonna do good works, the only way we're gonna change our behavior is we need to change the belief. We need to affirm and strengthen those beliefs that we have because every belief, every behavior is belief driven. Every behavior, whether I talk to people or I don't talk to people, whether I, I, I speak to strangers or I don't talk to strangers, if I know that I need to be more friendly, if I feel lonely and I want to more friends, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And whether I'm friendly or I'm not friendly, it's all based on a belief. What do I believe about people? If I believe that um, people equal pain, then I don't want to be friendly and I don't want to have friends and I'm going to be lonely. And I end up perpetuating the very pain that I wanted to step away from. So I was in this, this area where I had to start affirming faithful sayings. I had to affirm these liberating truths because there's a law of expression that states thoughts and feelings are strengthened as you give them utterance. So we have to be careful about the words that we say because every word is a seed that is sowed. And when we see, when like for instance, like the words I would say is, I'm afraid to talk to people. I don't know what to say. Or like, I can't, like I, I don't like talking to strangers because this is so uncomfortable. And I'd ask the question, like what if I make a mistake? Or what if I make a fool of myself? Or what if I run out of questions? Or what if I don't know what to, 
What if I, what if I push them away? These are all lousy questions. It's all based on scarcity. What if I fail? What if uh, we change our question and we change our life by asking, what if I succeed? What if I do speak and God gives me the words to say? What if I speak a word in due season at just the right time when they're needing it the most and it, God can use me to transform their life? What if I speak to people and I make new friends and that friend could be the, one of the friends that have been the most life transforming, the closest I've ever had, full of joy and peace and strength that I would have never had if I didn't talk to someone who I didn't know at one point. By changing our question, it changes the way that we look at things. And really the quality of our life comes down to the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves. So the words that we say really matter. It's important to affirm faithful sayings, not the doubt, not the scarcity based, the, the limiting beliefs. Give expression to your faith, the liberating truths, and you will have more. So this is one way that you can do it. What is it that we should be acknowledging? In Philemon chapter 1 and verse 6, the Word of God says something similar, words it a little differently, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, in what? In Christ Jesus. That last phrase is very key because in me there dwells no good thing. In me, I have wasted my life playing video games. I have no social skills. But in Christ, your identity is in Christ. My identity is in Christ. So when we realize that we are, our identity is not the last mistake that we just made, or our, our identity is not the behavior of our past, our, you are who Christ says that you are. And God wants to give you the mind of Christ. He wants to give you the social skills of Christ. Luke 2.52, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. God was, Jesus was a social creature. He increased in favor with God and man. That's social. And he wants you to, he, he sees in, when God looks at you, he doesn't see you for who you are. He sees you for who you can become through God's grace through his, him strengthening and ennobling and redeeming you. So um, what, what we need to do is give expression to every good thing that is in us, that is in Christ Jesus. So in Christ, I, I do know what to say because Christ gives me the words to say. Instead of saying, I can't talk to strangers, I'll say, I can talk to strangers through Christ who strengthens me. And by replacing these phrases in and acknowledging the good things because every time we speak, it is thoughts and feelings are strengthened as we give them utterance. And at first, it, it feels like, ah, I don't know. It kind of sounds like I'm lying. But the truth is, um, the word of God, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The word is truth. And your identity is in Christ. You are who Christ says that you are. It is a lie to say anything other than what God has spoken in you and through you and about you. Believing Christ's words is the highest form of believing and speaking the truth. But our faith is not our feelings. Um, and sometimes it doesn't feel true, but it is true. And that faith is based on the word of God. And the feelings follow your, your words. Feelings follow your focus. So the more that you express words of faith, then eventually you'll start to align your feelings with your faith. And it won't feel like you're lying, but it'll feel, it'll feel strange to say anything like that old identity of how I used to be. 
So some of the words that I had to say a little differently, I had to learn how to um, replace the limiting belief of I'm afraid to talk to new people to, well, in Christ, I love meeting new people. And that felt really weird at first. Uh, but it's uh, started to become a little bit more natural as um, I continued and gave expression and deepened the impression. So I'm going to be sharing with you three essentials of effective biblical affirmations. Remember Titus 3, it was saying affirm constantly faithful sayings. These affirmations from the Bible, liberating truths and affirming them in our lives, claiming the promises of God in a manner that is very personal and practical to us. Number one is you have to say it in first person. And what I mean by that is how Romans 15 verse 4, the Bible says that whatsoever was written aforetime was written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. So in all reality, each of the ancient prophets spoke less for their own time than for ours, so that their prophesying is enforced for us. That when God was writing through, Aze- uh, what, writing through Isaiah, when God was writing through Paul, he was, even, he was more so thinking of you than even Paul himself. So that whatever these promises of God, they could be applied to you as though you were the only sinner that needed a savior. And um, so what this looks like is um, replacing the pronouns with me, myself, and I, the first person. So where um, if I'm feeling anxious or I'm I'm afraid to speak to new people, um, Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. So that's all, that, that's talking about he. What we want to do is replace it in the first person and say, God will keep me in perfect, my mind in perfect peace, because my mind is stayed on Christ, and because I trust in Christ. Because I trust God, he will keep me through, and the stress, the anxiety, I don't have to feel that. Praise the Lord. And so when I'm talking to new people, I don't have to be afraid. But you see the difference? Replace the pronoun, claim it in the first person. That is the first step. And you will find that God will be renewing your minds day by day. So the second, um, the second essential of effective biblical affirmations is to claim in the, to affirm in the present or the past tense. So in other words, it's not uh, uh, Romans 4:17. The Bible says that God speaks of those things which are not as though they are. So um, by faith, we can claim the promise because he has spoken it. How long when God said, let there be light, did it take for the light to be? It was instantly the moment that he spoke. Well, um, it was so God's word has creative power. So it doesn't have to be an evolution. It could be an acceptance and receiving that identity in Christ today, right now, as a present, already accomplished fact. So instead of saying like, I want to meet new people, I want to get comfortable, or I am seeking to talk to strangers, or I, um, I am in the process of, or, or I want to uh, step out of my comfort zone, it is present tense by saying, I love meeting new people. Instead of saying, I'm afraid to meet new people, say, I love meeting new people. And I, and I started to say that, and I had to do that. And I was trying to overcome this, this difficulty. And honestly, it felt weird at first, but the more that I expressed it, 
it got easier and easier. When I met someone new on Facebook, I'd say, hey, thank you for sending me a friend request. I love meeting new people. I still say that today. And, um, and or when I meet someone on the streets, I'm like, hey, it's great to meet you. It's like, I love meeting new people. Where are you from? Or something like that. And, and the more that I said it, an expression deepened the impression. Now, it feels weird to think of being afraid to talk to someone else. I am so intensely interested in meeting other people. and I find them fascinating. I love learning about their names. I love learning about where they've been, their experience, their testimonies, where I wasn't always like that. But I'm telling you the exact process that God took me through and in a specific, personal, practical, relevant way to find victories. And you can too. When you start studying the Word of God and the promises of God like this, it will transform how quickly the speed of implementation of how you apply the Word of God to your life. So the second is the, to claim it in the present or, or past tense. The third essential of effective biblical affirmations is to be affirmative. Hold to the affirmative. 2 Corinthians 1.20, God says, For all the promises of God in Him are yea and in Him amen unto the glory of God by us. That when we, when we speak, we don't want to say, um, it's like, for instance, NASCAR drivers. NASCAR drivers are going hundreds of miles um, around the car, uh, around the, the race car track. And you wonder, it's like, they, they've been asked before, it's like, how do you avoid from smashing into the wall when you're going that fast? How do you turn so fast? And one of the NASCAR drivers was saying like, look, what I do is I go where I, I, I focus on where I want to go, not where I'm trying to avoid. Because if I look at the wall, if I look at the, the wall that I want to avoid, I'll smash straight into it. It's the same reason why people, when they're driving their Ferraris in the country roads, they, um, <clears throat> there's, only, there's a telephone pole like once every uh, 50 miles or 100 miles, and, and somehow they find the one telephone pole in the middle of nowhere, and they smack right into it. Why? Because they're driving along, and they see, oh no, I don't want to hit that. And they go, whoop, boom, and hit exactly the thing that they're trying to avoid. So in like manner, that we don't want to be, bring attention and focus on where we don't want to go. Focus on the, the acknowledging the good things that are in you that are in Christ Jesus. The affirmative. So in other words, um, I, instead of saying like, I don't want to avoid people, I, when I go into a social situation, I don't want to uh, recl reclude myself, which I had tendencies to. Instead, I say, when I go into a social situation, Christ was a social creature, therefore I am a social creature. That in Christ, I, um, I, am a, um, I am deeply interested in meeting new people. I love meeting new people. Avoid the, the negatives, which is like, I, I don't want, or I am not, or I'm trying not to, or um, these, these phrases, that's not going to help you. Say it um, when it is in the the, the personal present tense and it's in the affirmative this is what will make a quick transformation in claiming the promises of God um, and these will they'll make a big difference one of the places that I affirm these faithful saints is on my Facebook uh, wall and for several years when I was trying to cultivate this um, I, I had stated that um, it says I am Besides that, I love meeting new people. I put it on WhatsApp too. 
And at first it felt kind of uncomfortable, but I put it there as like, I love meeting new people, make it approachable. And then when I talked to someone new, I'd say it again, I'd love meeting new people. And as I repeated this again and again, eventually it became more and more a part of who I am and accepting that identity in Christ and learning how to share my faith with other people. And it's been a, a, a huge stepping out of my comfort zone, but Christ has helped me through that process. And I give this as an example because when you study the Word of God and you follow these three essentials, which is one, to, um, to claim the promises in the first person, and two, to claim it in the present or past tense, and then three is to be, have them affirmative, then it will make a big difference in the strength that you find from the Word of God and how relevant and personal the Word of God becomes to you. And if you're interested in, in making the Word of God just come alive, and if you like this lesson, if you want to go deeper and understand a little bit more of how to have intensely interesting devotions, then I encourage you to accept this. I have this free gift that uh, you can accept. This is four secrets to make your devotions irresistibly interesting. All you have to do is go to the website, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash devotions, and you can sign up for this free gift today. That's again, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash devotions, and you too can learn more lessons of getting into the Word of God and finding the, making the Word of God personal, practical, relevant, and solving the very problems that you're going through today. So go ahead and, and take that free gift. Let me know where to send it. I'd love to get it out to you. And um, I want to say thank you so much for watching. And I pray that this was a blessing for you, that you learned something. And my encouragement to you is to realize that sometimes these, these things could be uncomfortable. They could be difficult. But the good news is it's worth it. It is so worth it to accept your identity in Christ, to believe and strengthen the belief in the liberating truth, to search for the truth as for hid treasures. If you want to be a blessing to someone else, if you receive the blessing here, I encourage you to share this video with others and let them know about this as well. And uh, subscribe and follow us on social media so you can get more messages just like this. And remember, friends, that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.